What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. going on ladies and gentlemen welcome on in lineup Life podcast the daily fantasy podcast bringing you lineup construction ideas for the 11 game dfs slate upcoming on fanduel and DraftKings. i'm your host sean kane and i like you got popped we all got popped last night man spurs absolutely sinking lineups left and right which is uh which is why <laughs> on the cheat sheet uh, I just wrote, the only game that really you got to concentrate on is Miami-Portland. It's the stackable game that we got to pay attention to. And it was. It ended up being the most competitive, um, interesting game. Um, although the value in, 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 in Milwaukee and uh, Memphis worked out if you, if you were on that. And, of course, everything else just kind of went according to plan. The Rockets destroy everybody. OKC pulls it out. Unfortunately, Stephen Adams' injury, that's going to change things today. But we got a lot to talk about, man. 11 games is a lot of games. It's almost three times as many games as yesterday, if you're doing, for all of you doing your times tables out there still. Um, anyway, I'm not going to waste any time because I have a tendency to do that. Let's get into tonight. Let's talk about spreads. Let's talk about injuries and uh, figure out what we got going on. <laughs> All right, um, Ryan and Josh are currently exchanging uh, stories about Teddy Roosevelt and bare knuckle boxing. Um, I don't know what to, I, this is going to be slightly distracting because the chat notifications just keep popping up on my computer while I'm recording. <laughs> Josh is now talking about Teddy Roosevelt and jujitsu, so this is. This is the morning half of the conversation amongst our, uh, our analyst team. Uh, <laughs> Teddy Roosevelt's jujitsu practice. Thank you, Fern. This is not going to be distracting at all. Um, 
Wizards at are hosting the uh, Timberwolves. This is a two sixteen total, and uh, the Wiz and the Wolves are favored. Uh, or excuse me, the Wiz are favored by four at home. Um, as far as injuries go, nothing nothing too serious here. Um, we should see uh, Otto Porter in good health after that that hip thing that he was dealing with. Um, and you know, all systems go on both sides of the ball, of course. Uh, Rotation-wise, Nemanja Bejelica, really, really impressive in what he has been doing. Jamal Crawford playing a lot of minutes as well for the Wolves. So um, that's where you're at with this team. I like this game. I think it's going to be high scoring. I think it's going to be competitive. Both teams need a win. Both teams are in the playoff hunt uh, a little bit shorthanded. So I think this game is a good one to concentrate on. I don't mind having shares of it. I'm going to probably concentrate on – yeah, no, I mean there's players from both sides of the ball. Belitza, Beal, Towns is interesting as a pivot. Um, yeah, Porter has been wildly consistent. There's a lot of de- decent plays in that game. So a good one to to start the night for sure. Uh, Pacers at the 76ers. This is a 210 total here. 76ers are favored by six at home, which seems like a pretty aggressive number. Um but they've been good at home, and and they have won a couple of these last these games uh, against the 76ers, or excuse me, against the Pacers. They are healthy, no serious concerns on the 76ers side of the ball. The one thing that we want to be aware of is JoJo's minutes are trending down. He's been inside 30 minutes um, in all three of the last games, as well as JJ Redick. They're clearly scaling some of these guys back to try to keep them fresh, keep their legs uh, under them. Uh, as they potentially approach playoff bid, so um, it, it 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 seems like a strategic move by the 76ers here to to do this this way. Um, on the Pacers side of things, um, healthy Darren Collison coming off the bench. I think they're just kind of trying to ease him into things and let Kojo continue to run with the first unit. Maybe they get a little extra offense off the bench with Darren Collison. So. Um, Nothing to be concerned about in this one. I do like this game. I think there are some pieces here. It's not my favorite, though. I'm okay if you don't have shares of it. Um, Raptors at the Nets. This is a 219 total here. Um, OG Ananobi back from his ankle injury, which is going to push CJ Miles back towards the bench. It's not that he was that productive, but there were a couple spots where we were interested in him. Um, You know, Raptors favored by nine. Not bad. The the last time they played this game, it actually went down to the wire and stayed very competitive, and that was in January. And so, remember, the thing that you love about the Nets is their ability to stay in games, and they have been able to stay in games. They haven't been a total, total dumpster fire, and that's really, really good. Uh, So that's really good for our purposes. What's not great from from their standpoint is, is their rotation is just completely too deep, and you know, we, we know this, but it's, you know, it's, it's Dinwiddie for 30 minutes, Carroll for 30 minutes, and everybody else is somewhere below 28, right? And it's still that that's the case with, with RHJ, with Jared Allen, with D'Angelo, with Alan Crabb, with Joe Harris, with Karis LeVert, like, that's everybody, okay? So, you can't necessarily, and even Damari Carroll last game out only got 24 minutes. So you can't really project these rotations very, very easily, which is kind of a pain in the ass. Um, but on the um, on the, on the Raptors side of things, it's really it's about projecting game script, and that's really the way that you have to play the Raptors these days. And if you can project them to stay 
tight in competitive games, then you are going to see Lowry and DeRozan play over 30 minutes. Dwayne Casey, we know Dwayne Casey has no problem playing his guys 30 minutes. He did it last year, but he did it last year in a way that hurt them down the stretch. And so as soon as there is a lead or the bench is being productive, he's going to leave the bench in there. And like you saw in that Knicks game, for example, you see 28 minutes for Lowry and 28 minutes for DeRozan. They don't go over 30 minutes in games that they have control of. So really what you have to figure out anytime you're thinking about Toronto is game script. And and, and the game script, it doesn't necessarily affect Valanciunas, who's been unbelievable of late. But it affects guys like Serge Ibaka, Kyle Lowry. It affects, and then on the opposite side, it affects guys like Fred Van Vliet. It affects guys like Jakob Pertl. How many minutes do they get? Because they become viable at their prices. Um, guys like Pascal Siakam, like they become viable at these prices if you know that they're going to get 24 minutes if you can script it out that way. So uh, interesting way to approach Toronto. I always think about game script. And if you think they're going to blow them out, and I don't know that they are. I mean, this isn't the Hawks. Like the Nets are not that bad. So Valanchunas definitely ends up being one of my favorites, and I'm not really touching the Nets. Dallas versus the Knicks. Uh, This one is a two... (laughs) A 212 total here, and Dallas is still favored by two on the road. That's how just brutal the Knicks have been. Now, Dallas dealing with a ton of injuries. They just shut Wesley Matthews down for the season after a stress fracture in his leg was revealed. So what does that mean? Well, it just means that we're going to continue to see that two-guard rotation that we had been seeing. And this isn't necessarily news. I mean, remember, Wesley Matthews was, was out of a number of games recently. Um, so you're going to see, you know, um, Yogi Ferrell and JJ Barea playing about 28 minutes at the two guard behind Dennis Smith's 32 at the point. I think what it does is it probably pushes Dennis Smith over 30 minutes. Mostly, uh, Harrison Barnes picks up a little bit of extra usage. The front court rotation continues to be halfway decent for them. Um, on the Knicks side of things, you know, God, they're just bad. Uh, they they haven't I mean, there hasn't been a lot of fantasy value unless you're able to project uh, the injuries like Enos Cantor was out the other day and so you got Luke Cornett. <laughs> All right, well you didn't know this, but as soon as I started talking about Luke Cornett, my Wi-Fi dropped. <laughs> so I was trying to figure out <laughs> what was going on with the rotation and. Uh, my Wi-Fi drops out. So that's how bad the Knicks are. They'll kill your Wi-Fi for 30 minutes. Luke Cornett is just the death of this pod. It's very hard to do a fantasy basketball podcast when you don't have the internet for 40 minutes. Um, so sorry to all those who are waiting for this podcast. You were now, of course, delayed. Um, Enos Cantor is the big news here, right? Uh, we'll see if he is going to go. He was not... Uh, there on Monday, um, the guard rotation is Moutier and Nilakina getting as many minutes as they can handle. Courtney Lee coming off the bench. Um, you know, it's a disaster. It, it was, it was an absolute, it's a disaster. Tim Hardaway continues to get run. Um, Lance Thomas is getting a lot of run. Michael Beasley's getting run, but he's not producing. It's just really, really hard to s- figure out 
what what to do with the Knicks unless you have outages in the front court. So just wait for the news. I mean, you could play Luke Cornett if you if you wanted to. Um, do you want to? I mean, do you, come on. Do you want to play Luke Cornett? Maybe because his name is Luke Cornett and he he's pretty much the corniest looking dude uh, on FanDuel. That might be your reason for for wanting to play Luke Cornett. So keep that in mind. Thunder versus the Hawks. This is a 214 total here. Thunder are favored by six on the road and they are dealing with a Moscow alert. They have played three in four days. They're on a road back-to-back. They should be very tired. Steven Adams is potentially injured with a hip. He did not return last night after about 25 minutes. Um, <clears throat> so interesting, interesting spot to, to, to potentially go after Westy, to go after Paul George. I'm interested in Car- Corey Brewer as well. And if we think that the Thunder are a little bit thin, not even close to as thin as the Hawks. The Hawks are really dealing with a lot of guard problems. Uh, they have shut down Kent Bazemore for the season. Uh, knee injury, they shut him down. Um, so we are going to see um, a, a whole lot of <laughs> a whole lot of uh, Tyler Dorsey. He's been playing a lot, the rookie Tyler Dorsey. We're going to see Torian Prince get plenty of minutes. We're going to see plenty of Dwayne Dedman. We're probably not going to see more than 26 minutes of John Collins, um, you know, and that's it. I mean, this this team is 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 banged up. They really are. So you're going to have a pretty tight rotation. Wait to get the final injury report on on what their story is. Um, wait to wait to get everything you know out there. But Malcolm Delaney is the other guy who's hurt. Way to get everything out there, but Tyler Dorsey becomes instantly interesting just because as a rookie, he probably won't leave the floor, even if this is a blowout. He played 27 minutes against Chicago. Didn't do a lot, but he's been taking a ton of attempts. And 4 for 12, you know, 4 for 13, 6 for 15. If he if he can score a little bit more, he, he should be okay. So Tyler Dorsey is interesting. Um, wait for the injury report on the Hawks. On uh, on the Thunder side of things, yeah, I mean, Corey Brewer continues to be a viable value type play. He's 4,100 tonight. He's got a good matchup on the wing. If Steven Adams is sits, it's Jeremy Grant and Pat Pat. That's what you got to pay attention to. Um, Clippers at the Bulls. This one is a 225 total here in Chicago. Um, you know, uh, healthy Clippers rotation more or less, but it's still kind of hard to project what happens to the three and the four beyond Tobias Harris. You know, we were getting after Montrose Harrell for a little while, and then all of a sudden his his minutes just fall off a fall off a cliff. Wesley Johnson starts playing more often. Okay, why? Uh, you know, it, there's been some strange maneuvers in this lineup. Um, some some things that are kind of hard hard to understand, and part of it has to do with the fact that. Sindarius Thornwell is playing more. Um, you know, a lot of it has to do with the fact that Sindarius Thornwell is playing more. Um, and it's hard to understand where, you know, Milos' minutes are going. Um, you know, Jawan Evans is back in the rotation as well. So it, it really seems like it's you, – you want, you want your safe assets in the, in the Clippers rotation. The safe assets – the safe assets in my mind right now are – Austin Rivers, not a lot of upside, but safe. Lou, Milos is borderline for me, um, and and Tobias Harris, and 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 then of course, and 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 DJ, 
DJ, obviously. Um, so yeah, that, that, that's where I'm at with, with the clips. It's, it's, it's not perfect, but there's definitely a great matchup here against the Bulls. The Bulls, uh, you know, their, their rotation is a mess because they're just, they're forced into playing everybody, but they don't want to play everybody. So they're not in full tank. They're in a, you know, a kind of a mediocre tank. Chris Dunn's minutes are safe. Um, Zach Levine's 28 minutes are safe. And I think Markinen's 28 minutes are safe. And Portis's 28 minutes are safe. So that that's where you're at. Those are 20, but it's 28 minutes. So you have to kind of price monitor, right? You have to price monitor and make sure that those guys are worth their 28 minutes. So keep an eye on it. Um, moving over to New Orleans. Uh, Charlotte at the, the Pelicans. This one is a 229 total. This one's one of the higher totals of the night. The Pels are favored by five at home. Um, you've got two relatively healthy rotations, no serious injuries that we need to be concerned about. Anthony Davis came back with a vengeance. We've got, you know, the triple double with blocks, ridiculous, ridiculousness. Um, the thing that is interesting in new Orleans that I want to pay attention to is that it, there's some fluctuation going on at the point guard and going on at the three, uh, Rondo, not did not play more than 25 minutes in in the Washington game or the Utah game. That's a problem. You know, Ian Clark popped in those two games as far as minute, but not as far as fantasy production. Etwan Moore was 35 minutes. Now he's down to like 24, 28. And it's Darius Miller who's been over. Th- so it's kind of a weird, and, and, and Miritich too. I can't tell if Gentry is like changing things just to keep guys fresh or he doesn't like the way people are playing, or he doesn't like the lineup. I'm not really sure, but it's something to be concerned about. Obviously, Anthony Davis is going to play you know, as many minutes as he can handle, so no issues with him on the Charlotte side of things. It's same old, same old. Same old, same old, same old. You know, We know what this team looks like. Batum is interesting. Walker is interesting, no doubt about it. If, if MKG and Marv played more, they'd be interesting, but don't get too in love with any of these Charlotte guys. I, you know... They're hard to project. Magic versus the Spurs. Uh, this is the lowest total on the night. No, second lowest total to the Pistons and the Jazz. Um, this one is a 213 total or 203 total. Excuse me. 203 total here um, in San Antonio. San Antonio on the back-to-back. They get the Magic at home. The Magic are a disaster. We don't know what's going to happen with Aaron Gordon. He has not played in a couple days. He is questionable going into tonight. Um, who knows? He could, but we're not really sure. Um, Fournier has been out, which has given plenty of good run to Shelvin Mack. Um, John Simmons is getting as much run as he can handle as well. Uh, and Mario Hazonia. Uh, so, you know, those are your guys. Those are the guys. We got to wait to see what happens with Aaron Gordon. If Aaron Gordon doesn't play, then obviously, you know, Hazonia and Simmons are in play. Simmons would be the guy for me, I think. Simmons is just more productive and reliable and trustworthy, and he can get to the rim, and he gets free throws. Like, there's a floor with Simmons. Hazonia is a little bit scary to me. Um, I don't mind Vooch. You know, we saw Capella do good work last night. You can do centers against this Spurs team when there's no uh, Aldridge in there, I think. 
He's, I don't think he's a must-have, though. You know, I mean, he his ceiling is, is kind of limited. I don't know how you don't put up more than 23 fantasy points against Sacramento. Like, he's just a bad rebounder. Um, so, something to keep in mind. On the Spurs side of things, man, I mean, if you want to get popped again, let's do it. it that's the hard part is is that they're, they nobody played last night. You know, if you watch this game, it was a disaster from the start. Spurs go 2 for 16 from the field to the opening unit, gets pulled in the first three minutes. Patty Mills doesn't see the floor barely at all. Tony Parker plays a lot, and Deontay sort of plays, and Bryn Forbes is out there a lot. I, it was a bizarre. Brandon Paul plays a ton guarding James Harden, but literally can't score to save his life. Kyle Anderson has a gigantic forehead. That's the only insight I have about him. Um, Darren Hillard was out there for a while. They even got uh, the rookie Matt Costello. Um, it just was a mess, man. It was an absolute disaster. And, and, and I, will it be tonight? I don't think so. Um, you know, I think you can probably go back to some of these guys. I just don't necessarily know what Popovich's take on the whole thing is like, what are they going to do? Are they, you know, are they tanking? <laughs> like that was a tanking lineup last night. Jo- Joffrey, Davis Bertans, you know, if it's not coached by Popovich, this is a terrible, terrible lineup. Darren Hillard, Dar- oh, Derek White. It wasn't Darren Hillard. It was Derek White, excuse me, um, who has almost the exact same size forehead as Kyle Anderson. Um, I don't know, man. I You can go there or you can just pretend like they don't exist because it's an 11-game slate, which is a little bit easier from an analyst point of view. Although Rudy Gay is interesting to me. Um, he's capable scorer. He's a capable scorer. Kyle Anderson should bounce back as well. Deontay Murray, obviously. So there's, there's, there's what I'm interested in. That's what, that's what I'm interested in. And Powell, of course you can see Powell blow up tonight too. Um, yeah, tonight's the night that Powell goes ham. Um, that would be great. Detroit at the jazz. This is a, I I can't even do that. This is a 197 total. There's a 197 total here. This is pretty, pretty, pretty low. Um, you know, Jazz are favored by almost 10 at home. It's interesting for Drummond, and it's interesting for value on the Detroit side because you've had a bunch of injuries to Detroit. You've had Stanley Johnson continues to be out. Reggie Bullock missed practice yesterday. Uh, we'll see. I mean, I don't necessarily know when you're going to see these guys back in the lineup, but Luke Kennard played 30 minutes the other night. Um, James Ennis is playing as much as he can handle. Those are your two starting kind of two two and three guards there um, with, with Bullock and Stanley Johnson out. If they're out, I mean, those two guys are viable. They're just too many minutes. They need the minutes. Um, they're going to, you know, get plenty of usage. Uh, they're going to get plenty of good run. They're not that great, and it's not a great matchup, but it's there, you know? It's possible. It's 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 viable. Um, so something to keep an eye on. On the Jazz side of things, business as usual. We know, you know, they've been back. They've been back in action. Donovan Mitchell is a maniac. Rudy Gobert has been playing extremely well. Rubio back. His price is back. The assists are back. You feel comfortable with any of these guys. Against Detroit, you want to kind of target the wings. I don't mind Rubio either. Um, so I think I would put them in order of preference. I don't necessarily love Donnie Mitch, 
But if Luke Kennard is starting in, yeah, I mean, I guess a Luke Kennard, like, I'm okay with that. Um, I'm okay with that. Luke Kennard defense. Um, Donovan Mitchell, uh, you know, he's playing 40 minutes at some, sometimes in these games. And Rubio, just unbelievable production uh, in the last five. So that's an interesting way to pivot. I think going to this low total, it's not going to pop in a lot of optimizers. But you can uh, possibly be different by by getting some of these these shares of this game. Um, Cleveland at the Suns. This is another 229 total here. Um, Cleveland is favored by seven on the road. Uh, and the Suns are back to healthy. So good news. This should be a little bit tighter. Um, we are seeing a a pretty good uh, rotation here. Back to back to strength. Devin Booker is probable. TJ Warren is probable. Tyson Chandler is not on rest. So I think this Suns team is a pain in the ass to this injured Cavs team. And the Cavs are injured here. Seriously, Rodney Hood questionable. Chetty Oseman out. So you've seen Jeff Green go back into the lineup. You see Larry Nance down at the center. You've seen Ante Zizic get 20 minutes. It's uh, it's it's going to be all LeBron uh, is uh, what I'm trying to say. <laughs> And and Kyle Korver, frankly, I mean Kyle Korver played 28 minutes against the the Lakers. He's just getting more production. He's getting he's got more trust from Ty Lue than than J.R. Smith, and he should. J.R. Smith's not playing well, um, and he's clearly, you know, still metaphor. If if nothing else, he's metaphorically throwing soup. You know what I mean? He's throwing soup at himself. You know, because the only person you're hurting is yourself when you throw soup. JR. It's just these are hard lessons for these guys, you know. Some of these guys just doesn't he just doesn't quite get it, you know? He's too emotional, that JR. Um anyway. <laughs> Denver <laughs> at the Lakers. We just saw this game. Huge numbers. 230 total here. Uh over, almost over 230. Uh yeah, I this is a great game to go after. Lonzo put up a massive line here. Gary Harris put up a huge first half. Nikola put up 40. Um, Brolo put up a big line. I mean, this is this is definitely a game. And, and, and the Nuggets are only favored by two on the road. The Lake Show has been playing well. These tight rotations where they have a thin a thin lineup, like Walton has been forced to focus on his guys, and they play well. Like, Julius Randle has been out of his mind when he gets this much run and this much usage. He scored 68 against Cleveland. Are you kidding me? 30 against Brooklyn. Or, excuse me, 30 against Denver. Brolo is the guy. He is taking a ton of shots, hyper-efficient. It is really, really pretty impressive. He has been over 32 fantasy points in each of his last four games craziness he is a value that I don't think you can necessarily sleep on and one of those games against Denver he puts up 44 in 32 minutes he's getting as many minutes as he can handle listen we know what Brolo is capable of we had him in a 30-minute role at in in Brooklyn and he was a 7k player so no doubt about it um you know Ingram continues to be out he's not going to play so uh, it's all Lonzo at the point um, very productive in that Denver game, seven for 16 from the field. And that's really what it is. If he can shoot a decent percentage and t- make more than five shots, you're going to get a lot of good fantasy value from Lonzo. If he's not scoring, you're going to get fucked. That's, that's all it is. Uh, that's all it is. KCP's minutes are bananas. No problem with him either in this situation. He did struggle. Well, no, he didn't struggle with Denver. He struggled with Orlando, of course, cause he's 
Kentavious Caldwell Pope. Um, Kuz, minutes are there. Production, not so much. Um, he's losing, clearly losing a little bit of production to to uh, Brolo in this situation. So plenty to like in this game with the highest total of the night. So three totals flirting with 230. You got to love that. That's what we're going to talk about here. Let's get into the player breakdown, figure out who we love. Who do you love? All right, starting at the top of the slate, Russ versus Atlanta. I don't have to tell you this. Obviously, it's a great spot. You don't really, really worry about Russell Westbrook versus the Hawks, one of the worst defenses in the league. He's 12K, 11-5 on DraftKings, 1.47 fantasy points per minute. The season-long usage rate of 34% is down. It's down to about 30%. And OKC has had a rough schedule. They are on the Moscow alert doesn't really worry me but it does you know what I mean the thing that the thing that worries me the most is that he is clearly he saw that meme going around on Twitter that said when he shoots like less than 25 times they win last three games 14 15 19 attempts less than 30 points in all of those below 30 percent usage in two of those here's the issue Phenomenal matchup. Four of the last 10 games, they've either been classified as a big or monster game. Steph Curry was headed there. He got hurt. Kojo was headed there. Kojo, by the way, the night that I recommended Kojo to all like our, our sheet guys, who's coming off of the first game against Atlanta, he destroyed them. He had 3.9 fantasy points. He then comes back out against Atlanta and scores in 30 again. If Corey Joseph can score 30 fantasy points against this team, what can Russell Westbrook do? Well, we did. We already know. He, we saw it. 66 earlier this year against this team. So, Russ, 66 against this team. I have no issues with him. The issue is, is that you probably can't play Anthony Davis or LeBron James, who are in great spots as well. So, something to keep in mind. At the shooting guard position, you have Oladipo versus Philadelphia. Now, nobody plays Oladipo, and we talk about this, and it's because you have 12K players, and it's really hard to fit in a 9-5 player, 8-7 on DK. It's very difficult to fit him in, but the numbers are consistent. He's averaged 42 on the season. He's averaging 39 over 1.2 fantasy points per minute. What do you want from Oladipo? You want 38 minutes. That's what you really want. And he's actually played that. I mean, the man has a 50-point ceiling at a much lower price than a lot of the other guys with 50 points. It's a good way to be different. Is it perfect? No. And is the ceiling worth the price? I don't know because the ceiling is 53 in this matchup, it's not necessarily 70-burger like he did that one time in Orlando. You know, that's not going to happen against Philadelphia. They're just a better defensive team. It's just not going to happen. Um, he's had 40 here twice, 42 here twice. So it's not a. It's definitely not a must. It's just an interesting pivot. Um, I think that Brad Beal is in a better spot. And technically, based on his salary at 84, he would be a... Um, he would be a, a grout play, but great spot. This is the second best spot as far as going up against the Wolves and efficiency plus minus on the slate. We've seen very solid returns from a number of players here. He's had some rest. He's at home, which is nice. Jalen Brown was the only one to didn't drop 30 recently uh, in this stretch without Jimmy. Um, and he got hurt. Remember in the fourth quarter, he he left with that concussion. So um, I like Beal. Coming off of a couple days of rest, he stayed in Washington. He's averaged 36 in the last five, which doesn't necessarily cut it as far as his salary goes. But 
Uh, he's been over for 30 and four of the last five. You have the floor. He's twice over 40, and that's where you need him to get. Just get him, get me over 40 to 42. Very reasonable in a high-scoring affair against Minnesota. And I think this game will be competitive, and so I do want shares of that game. There's a lot at stake. I think it'll go back and forth for sure, and it could hit the over, so that's nice. Um, I like LeBron, obviously, versus Phoenix. I don't have to tell you, play LeBron versus Phoenix. What what do you want me to say? This is a banged-up Phoenix team, or excuse me, a banged-up Cavs team that's on a losing streak. And now, finally, they get a break. They get to go into Phoenix. But wait, it's not a break. Everyone is healthy in Phoenix. So LeBron is 12-5. Um, you know, the numbers have been unbelievable. He's averaged 56 fantasy points in the last couple games. He's been over 1.4 fantasy points per minute. I don't know. You know, I mean, they can't win unless he goes ham. So he has to go ham here. And it's the Suns. And the best thing about the Suns is now that they're healthy. TJ Warren and Devin Booker and Alfred Payton are going to play. They're going to put pressure on the Cavs. It's a really good situation. I like that. Um, <clears throat> if we get the situation where there's no one healthy in Phoenix and all these guys get scratched, get me out of here. I want out. Um, you know, but I think Braun versus Phoenix is really interesting um, versus a bad Suns team. So, um, yeah, no, not interesting. Uh, you know, can you, the problem with Braun is the problem with Braun and is it you can't have AD. AD has the upside, okay? LeBron's going to get a triple-double. Like, it's going to be a triple-double. It's going to be probably a 50 to 60-point outcome. As far as projectable, he's so easy to project. The thing about Anthony Davis is is that he's not easy to project, and the reason that he's not easy to project is because of the fucking ceiling is insane. Twice over 70 with 100-point upside. If you're talking about getting ceiling, you need to play Anthony Davis. The issue is, is that the LeBron's matchup is so, so clearly excellent that you just, there's no reason not to play him, right? I mean, as far as his matchup, it's the best possible matchup on on the slate for the best player in the NBA. But Anthony Davis has scored over 70 fantasy points twice in the last five, and he's the ceiling is 100 points. He has a 100-point fantasy ceiling. Like, I'm not. What do you do with that? You can't not touch it. Now, the one thing I will say is that when Boogie was still here, they did play this team. Okay, when Boogie was still with us, um, he's not dead, right? But not seeing him on the slate kind of makes it feel like he's dead. He scored 46, but that was with Boog in the lineup. So you know, obviously, it's different now. I don't necessarily worry about Dwight Howard. I don't worry about Marv. Like, it's he's not going to come out and guard Anthony Davis. So it's just not really a concern for me. The usage is there. You know, the attempts are all there. It, it's not the rebound. It's There's no reason to think that you shouldn't play Anthony Davis. And the thing about Anthony Davis versus LeBron is, is like, you have to d- ask yourself this question. Do they have the same floor? Yes, probably, right? Who has the greater ceiling? The answer is AD. I think, based on what we've seen recently. But if something tells you that the, the LeBron has a ceiling, a greater ceiling because of the matchup with the, the Suns, well, then 
go to LeBron. I mean, let's let's remember this. Anthony Davis had 96 against the Suns. He scored 53 points and had 18 rebounds. Can LeBron have 53 points? Um, he needs to take 30 shots. He hasn't taken 30 shots this year. I haven't seen him take 30 shots. He took 25 against the Nuggets. So 25 seems to be where he's going to max out as far as attempts and usage. Um, and he's not going to get you 20 rebounds. He can get you 12 rebounds. Um, if he takes 25 shots, you're looking at an outcome that's probably similar to what he did against the Nuggets in that pace situation. So that's kind of where I'm at with Braun and projecting him, you know, but he doesn't have the block upside. So something to keep an eye on. Anyway, that's the debate, right? Is it Davis or is it LeBron? Um, Cat versus Washington at the center position. I like, listen, if you watch that game on Sunday, you saw him take a massive step forward as a Timberwolf. Um, a Timberwolf. Yes, V-E, a Timberwolf. Maybe fine, but it's not as fun to say as Wolf. Um, he, 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 he took over at the end. He had a 30% usage rate and they won. He played down the, down the stretch. He had that sick fadeaway against Draymond, which just like, that was awesome. That was just a special moment for me. I love Cat. Um, the matchup doesn't grade out that well, but like, okay, Cat versus Gortat. Does that scare you? Not really. I think that he, if he gets that 30% usage, what scares you is Andrew fucking Wiggins, like not giving him the ball. Um, and Jeff Teague. That's what worries me. So that's the only issue with Cat. I think it's interesting to go to JoJo and Nikola Jokic as well. I think that they're like very, very nice pivots. The problem is, is you have some options in the mid-price range to help you save a little bit of salary at the center position. So something to keep an eye on. At the point guard spot, obviously you got to look at Kyle Lowry versus Brooklyn. I'm not going to, you know, if it stays close and he plays, this is what I'm talking about. With the, with the Raptors, you have to project game script. You don't have to project players you have to project game script because you need the minutes and if this game stays close and he plays boom he's going to do well period if he gets over 28 minutes he's going to do well if he has to play the fourth quarter is basically what it is right if he has to play 35 33 32 minutes he's going to do well no doubt about it he smashed here last time had a double double he had triple double earlier in the season brooklyn matchup is still one of the best on the slate so obviously kyle lowry right behind him Lonzo. He just had 46 here. The minutes are there. That's the one thing you like about Lonzo. Similar price to Lowry. You don't have to worry about the minutes. He has to play versus Denver. They don't have another backup point guard. This game is going to be competitive. He's at home. No doubt about it. He put up 47. I have no problem with him. The matchup grades out really, really well. So long as he scores, the pace is going to be there. The total is tight. The Lakers are playing well. He's coming off a rest. It's all there for Lonzo. I would love to have Lonzo in my lineup at the end of the night. The problem that I have with Lonzo is, is then I feel like I'm compromising into other positions where maybe there aren't a lot of depth. There aren't a lot of depth. I was an English teacher. Um, there isn't a lot of depth. Deontay Murray, if you're worried about getting popped, then stay out of the kitchen. Right? How many times did your mom say that? If you're worried about getting popped, stay out of the kitchen. None, no times. She did not say it. <laughs> Because it doesn't make sense. 7K on FanDuel. What are you doing, FanDuel? Play him on DraftKings 
Love that price. Even at 25 minutes on DraftKings, that price would be work worth it. He's a fantasy point per minute guy. Guess how many minutes he's getting? Oh, I don't know. 24? Uh, you love the matchup. You love that he didn't really play well last night. This is a bounce back spot. You want to play Deontay Murray so badly in a plus situation. We've been riding him. When it was clear that he was going to get 30 minutes, he did so, so well. He did great against uh, against New Orleans. The price is really, really expensive. I don't love it. But then again, there's not really anybody at that price that you love. Like Chris Dunn, I guess, yeah, okay, he's at home. He's getting 30 minutes. Fine. I think Chris Dunn is fine, a little bit safer. But does he have the upside? Maybe not. Um, and I don't really, I don't really do... I don't really do Jamal Murray. That's not really one of my guys. So I can't really do that. Um, Dennis Smith, I guess, is is a good way to go against New York for sure. Um, Yeah, I mean, I guess Dennis Smith would be the one that you would go to in that price point. Um, Below that, Sadoransky is interesting to me um, against Minnesota. Minutes have been slowing down a little bit. The production's been slowing down a little bit, but he, he's been good. Uh, he had a nice game against New Orleans, no doubt about it. I like that. And obviously, I'd be foolish if I didn't. Sorry, I completely forgot to to, to read this. Kemba, 8,300. Yeah, I mean, no doubt. I mean, but he's just been, he's been lackluster, and this is what Kemba does. He's overpriced for below-average performance. Um, so I don't necessarily think you have to pay for him. I'd almost rather have Lonzo in that range, right? I'd almost have rather have Lonzo. But Deontay on DraftKings, got to mention that. Deontay on DraftKings, it's a good price for him. Um, Moving over to shooting guard. Depth, depth, baby. Deep. Lou versus Chicago. Nick Batum versus New Orleans. Uh, D-Book versus the, the, versus the, the Cavs. Um, interested in all of them. Obviously, Bradley Beal is 8-2. Yeah, I forgot to talk about him. Um, well, I talked about him earlier. I didn't realize his price was that low. Uh, let's talk about Lou. Lou, 8,481 on DK. Obviously the minutes are, you know, right where they're supposed to be. 32, 33 minutes coming off the bench over a fantasy point per minute, 27% usage guy. No issue with Lou Williams in the best shooting guard matchup on the slate. As far as efficiency plus minus, this grades out as the best one. Chicago's backcourt has been terrible. Terrible, terrible, terrible. When you give 40 points or 35 points to Wayne Selden, you are officially terrible. Lou is going to come off the bench and probably play against, you know, I don't know, uh, maybe some Justin Holiday campaign lineups. Like, come on, let's that's fine. Let's let's get involved. He hasn't shot well in the last couple games, but that's not really any reason to give me away. If I can fit him in, I'd like to fit him in. Devin Booker, $200 cheaper. He didn't play the other day because of a triceps injury. Um, yeah, I want Devin Booker anytime he's on the slate. Like, I, I just, the the ceiling is always there. The production is almost always there. Look at the last, the, the last 10. The floor, obviously, okay, he struggled with Atlanta. A lot of teams have struggled with Atlanta. Kent Bazemore, decent defender, right? A lot of shooting guards. If you take that game out, you're looking at a guy who recently has been absolutely on fire. 62, 49, 56, 37, 38. So you're looking at like a 30-point floor against much better defenses than the Cavaliers. 
much better defenses than the Cavaliers. The last time he played a really poor wing defense, let's look at some poor wing defense in his, these matchups. New Orleans, Memphis, 62 and 49. Come on. I, I'm interested in Devin Booker. He might be a good way to get exposure to that game. No doubt about it. Now, Nick Batum is cheap and has shown some ceiling recently. Very impressive outing for him against the Nets. He puts up 54, fan- or excuse me, against the Suns, 54 fantasy points, and his price goes down. Yes, because the floor is really bad on him, but it was just that one Brooklyn game when Spectre touted him. It was Spectre's fault. So it's Ryan's fault. We're blaming Ryan because he touted him against Brooklyn, and he was a total bust. Every time... Other time, he's shown a really, really solid 30-point floor. 30-point floor for Nick Batum, 7K price tag, no issue with him. He is absolutely in play. Last two guys that you got to be interested in, potentially, KCP and Gary Harris, they're going to match up with each other. They both hit over 30 in this matchup against each other just the other night. KCP, 35 minutes, 31 fantasy points, um, and Gare Bear, is he went he went for 40 uh, in this spot. Now, Gare Bear's floor has been a little bit treacherous lately, but shouldn't be an issue for him in a pace-up spot against the Lake Show. So uh, those two guys, if you find yourself in that salary range, that's where I'm going with that. Otherwise, I'm going down, down, baby, down into the value. Um, uh, Nick, you guys remember that Nelly song, right? It was about DFS. Um, small forward, Paul George is 9K versus Atlanta. My pricing... Tears are way off here today, but don't care. Best small forward matchup on the board. No Steven Adams. He's averaged 42 fantasy points with Steven Adams off the floor. Don't love the road back-to-back. But then again, it's the fucking Hawks, and it's the fucking Hawks without any of their players. If Paul George scores his 40 here in the first half, I wouldn't be surprised. Does not scare me. Should be able to get the rim at will. Um, So I think PG is absolutely an interesting spot. I almost prefer Corey Brewer because kind of similar position, fresher legs, you know, that kind of thing. Um, Way cheaper. Uh, So, and he's playing the two without Kent Bazemore there. I think Corey Brewer is an interesting play. But PG is is definitely in play. I think Kyle Anderson has to bounce back too. I don't really like Kyle Anderson. He's a strange looking man. Um, he's very lanky, so I will pivot to Nemanja Bejelica, who has been bananas, absolutely bananas in his last two games, um, over 35 fantasy points in both of those outings, um, when they played Golden State and Boston, like, those are not bad defenses, this guy has game, he's shooting the ball, he's getting to the rim, and he has double-digit rebound upside, if you watch him in that Golden State game, like, he has zero problem putting his head down, getting, you know, two dribbles straight to the rim. Um, he likes to score. He's a capable scorer. They're, 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 the, the usage is there. He's under 6K. This is a great spot to attack him in Washington. He's going to play 30 minutes. I think he's in a really good spot. I like Bayleeds as one of my, one of my guys. TJ Warren as well. TJ Warren in play as well, no doubt about it. If you have a little bit of salary flexibility, you go up to TJ. Same game. There's a man named Larry Nance. Larry Nanceables. Um, you worry a little bit about the Tyson Chandler matchup because he was kind of good. And then you look at what's happened in the last five, three games with Chandler clearly mailing it in. It's not good. He has allowed three consecutive big games 
in his last three start. One monster game to Hassan Whiteside, 57 to Whiteside, 45 to Steven Adams, 59 to Dwight Howard. We're trending in the wrong direction in Phoenix, gang. Trending in the wrong direction. In fact, the floor is 20 point fantasy points. The floor is a fantasy point per minute, no doubt about it. The last two guys to kind of struggle, Dwayne Dedman had a struggle game. Emeka Okafor had 24. Marcus Gasol had 51. DeAndre Jordan had 38. Nurk Alert, Gobert, everybody's been producing. So it's not <laughs> – Larry should be in a good spot. <clears throat> Lair Bear should be in a good spot. The one thing I will say is there is a gentleman named Ante Zizic. Zizic. He has been playing. Now, I don't know how much of his minutes in that L.A. game were garbage time, but they were minutes. And they weren't all garbage time because, remember, you have that sweet LeBron highlight where he's not looking at anything and Zizic dunks it. Um, he, he throws it to Zizic. So he's been immortalized in that respect. Um, he only played seven minutes in the Clippers game. He played 19 in the late game. Lakers game. You know... Yeah, I think it's Larry. Larry Barry. Um, all right, moving all over. Oh, sorry. One other power forward. I wasn't going to move to center just yet. Tobias Harris. I love Tobias Harris in this spot. He's 8,800, and he has flashed so much upside. Great matchup. Terrible Bulls defense. I don't think anybody plays Tobias Harris in this spot. Very low ownership. As a Clipper, he has not scored less than 27 fantasy points. He's been over 33 in each of his last six games. His consistency is insane. He, I think we get a fantasy point per minute, maybe more. At 8,800, that's not quite what you want. You want him close to 45. That's very possible against the Bulls. I mean, it's just the Bulls are not good. They're not good. And, you know, we, we, we kind of think of him as, okay, he's, he's not really a, a, a four, traditional four, you know, like a Derek Favors four. He's more of a three four, like a Kyle Kuzma type four, right? Doesn't matter. Forwards against the Bulls. They've given up, in the last five games, they've given up two monster games, one to Torian Prince and one to Dylan Brooks. In between that, we've seen big games from guys like James Ennis, Blake Griffin, uh, John Collins had a nice 25-burger in 25 minutes. I mean, I don't know what you want me to say. Like, forwards against the Bulls. It's Tobias Harris. I think you get at least his average here, which has been 42 fantasy points. I have no problem with Tobias Harris. as an interesting potential pivot. Now, at the center position... Jonas Valanciunas is my guy. You guys know that. I love Jonas Valanciunas. He's so, so effective. He's basically the James. He's a, he is a Latvian. Is he Latvian? No, he's not Latvian. You're saying to yourself right now what his nationality is. What is it? Uh, Lithuanian? He might be Lithuanian. It's one of those. It's one of those. Anyway, all right, doesn't matter. Um... 7,300 Brooklyn, 5,900 on DraftKings is not expensive enough price. That was bad English. Also, I'm on a roll. Not expensive enough price. That is true. 
Um, no, it's just it's too cheap. Seventy three hundred on D Fanduel is a little bit pricey for a guy who's going to play twenty five minutes. But the man has like one point four fantasy points per minute when he goes up against this team. He smashed. He double doubled here last time. Absolutely destroyed them. You know, he's probably good for twenty three minutes minimum. Okay, but. The dude is so efficient. He's so efficient, you guys. It's unbelievable how effective he is at scoring a shit ton of fantasy points. And he did it against Brooklyn last time. 40 fantasy points in January. Now, he played plenty of minutes in that game. Um, even in some, you know, even in some bad type blowout type situations, he's been good. It, the floor is rough. It's rough. So I would say if you're going to play a Jonas Valanciunas line, make sure he's not in all of your lines, please. Let's make sure he's not in all of our lines here, gang. Brooke Lopez is the other guy. He's on fire. He's on fire, ladies and gentlemen. Brolo, no doubt about it. He's been over 40 in both of his last two games. He's been over 30 in the two before that. The minutes are there. The scoring is there. He's been destroying people. And he was unbelievable in this Nuggets game. 12 of 18 from the floor. The efficiency is ridiculous. Um, West Coast Jonas Valanciunas, right? But more minutes. So that's why you are you like Brolo because you know the minutes are going to be there. And the, the outcome is probably similar. Um, so I think that uh, Lopez is, is, is an interesting spot. You ready for this? You want to throw up in your mouth a little bit? Let's all do a little bit of throwing up in our mouth, the kind where it's like you, know, you can kind of taste it for another hour until you drink some water. But even when you drink the water, it still tastes very acid, acid, acidic. You know what I mean? Because of the bile. Pogasol. Did you do it? Did you do the... Yeah. Okay. Well, hopefully you eat some lunch soon so it doesn't taste so bad in your throat. He's in play. I don't know what else you want me to say. No LaMarcus. Good matchup. Orlando sucks. Nikola Vucevic is allergic to rebounding. It makes him sneeze heavily. He takes Claritin when in situations and he has to rebound. That's it. That's it. Um, yeah. Moving over to the bargain basement. 5,500 and below. Starting at the point guard position. Listen. J.J. Barea is in play. I know he's 5,700, but he's in play. He's going to play a lot. New York sucks. He's been pretty consistent. 20 fantasy points is the floor. Do you want to play him? I don't know. The New York guys are in play too. Manuel Moutier is going to play 30 minutes. Neil Aquino is going to play 30 minutes. This isn't exactly a bad point guard matchup. Trey Burke. uh, Oh, how the mighty have fallen. (laughs) And they've fallen. They're falling back into 14-minute rolls. So, not really. I think the other guy that you got to pay attention to is Patty Mills. I think Patty Mills is going to play tonight. I think he's going to play a lot. Um, he didn't play much last night. But the problem is, is Patty Mills doesn't really shoot that much. Um, yeah, I. it's the Dallas and New York guys. TJ McConnell is so cheap. Um, but he's not my favorite backup point guard. My favorite backup point guard is, you guessed it, Fred Van Vliet, 4,800. Uh, he is absolutely in play. Right next to him, George Hill is in play. Milos Dosic is in play. Uh, the point, the value is at point guard tonight. There is so much value below 5K at the point guard position tonight. It is bananas. And I completely forgot to mention Tyler Dorsey. Tyler Dorsey is going to play 27 minutes for Atlanta on the wing. 
against OKC, which has been a good matchup for them. Um, you know, we saw Bogdan do do work. It's just, you attack the shooting guards, the one spot that you can attack on that team. So Tyler Dorsey is going to play the two there. Speaking of the shooting guard, 5,500 and below, you say? Karis LeVert is in play. People will play him. They are interested in him. I don't get it. I don't know how to project him. I don't know when he's going to score. I don't know when he's not going to score. So I stay away. That's my personal opinion. Jordan Clarkson in play. Struggled mightily in the Laker game. Um, L.A. Nightlife. I think, honestly, I think that whole... Cleveland letdown is the LA nightlife is undefeated. I think Clarkson and Nance are like, we back. We are back. Let's go see all our old favorite people. Let's go call up all those girls that we used to know here who aren't in Cleveland anymore because there's just not as many chicks in Cleveland. That is how they lost those games because LA's nightlife is undefeated. Ask Jimmy Butler. Um, Jamal Crawford is going to play 20 minutes. Do you need him? No. But you know who you might want at that similar price tier is my man, Kyle Korver. Kyle Korver. Where are you, Kyle Korver? Where's Kyle Korver? Why is he not? Oh, 4400 for Kyle Korver. Yeah, um, definitely interested in Kyle Korver in this situation. 4400 against the terrible, terrible Phoenix Suns. So no problem with him. He's been playing like 28 minutes. Um, you know, the ceiling, the ceiling is 26, but it's the Suns. It's the Suns, you guys. Yeah. So you don't have to have him. Um, but it's, it's, it's an interesting spot. It's an interesting spot for sure. Um, that's it. There's a lot, there's a lot of value on this slate guys. Like there are lineups where you could probably fit LeBron and AD. You just have to be like, you know, take all the free squares, um, small forward, not as much value at small forward here. You know, I mentioned how much I like Nemanja Belitsa. I don't mind John Simmons. Those are the guys who are kind of on the peripheral of the, uh, of the, um, value here. James Ennis is going to play a lot, but it's Utah. Okay. That's a concern. If, if Aaron Gordon sits out. It's going to be Mario Hazonia. Okay, I don't love that. I like the opposite side, Rudy Gay. Honestly, you go back to the same value plays you played last night, Rudy Gay and Corey Brewer. I, Corey Brewer is easy. That's an easy one. 30 minutes against the Hawks, easy. Take it, good. Okay, great. Lock that in, like it. Rudy Gay versus Orlando. I like it. Is he going to get the Popovich treatment? Is it 24 minutes for him? What's it going to look like? I don't know. I can't tell you. If I could tell you, you know, I would. Um, by the way, sorry, two shooting guards I forgot to mention. I'm just now remembering Kyle Collinsworth. <laughs> Min Price, <laughs> Kyle Collinsworth, anybody? Uh, he is another Dallas uh, rotation player. Um, and uh, he played... Plenty of minutes against, I, I can't even, like, we, this is, we're getting down to the nitty gritty. When Kyle's Collinsworth is in play, like, things are getting a little bit dark. Um, yeah, so Rudy Gay is still in play, sorry. Uh, Corey Brewer, very much, very interested in Corey Brewer. He's one of the guys that I'm most interested in. Um, 
we got to figure out the the Reggie Bullock thing and Stanley Johnson stuff. You got to figure that out. We we just need to know. We need to know. Um, and then I guess you could. I mean, Darius Miller and and each one more. They're gonna split like a ton of minutes. I don't know who's gonna play more, but they're gonna play. Um, and Doug McDermott probably will play too. Um, against he's been playing twenty five minutes at least in. You know, this is the Knicks. They're bad. He's 3,900. He had 30 against Memphis. Um, God, this slate is depressing because of the tanks. Um, 5,500 and below at the power forward position looks a lot like Serge Ibaka to me. 5,200 for Serge Ibaka. If that game stays competitive, you have to like Ibaka's ability uh, to, to, to stay on the floor and just, and produce. And, and, and he, you know, he's, he's very capable. He's had some nice games against Brooklyn, no doubt about it. That's a really relatively good price for a guy with a good floor. Um, oh man. I don't mind the Toronto bench guys, Pascal Siakam. He would be one guy that I, I think I'm interested in. Um, Thaddeus Young is just so cheap. Um, but he's been so bad lately. So, so bad. Uh, but he's so cheap. Like, how does he get that cheap? He had 23 fantasy points against Philadelphia last time. Davis Bertans versus Orlando. He hasn't played a lot, but he's going to be potentially in play. Um, Jeremy Grant, if Steven Adams sits, it's Jeremy Grant and Patrick Patterson. Jeff Green is 3,800 and he will play the Phoenix Suns for 24 minutes. So Jeff Green is in play. Um, yeah. I mean, it's guys, it's, there's, there's plenty of value on this late. No doubt about it. Center position at the center position. Yak, Yaka is very interesting to me. 4,700 versus Brooklyn. He's going to split the other half of Valanchunas's minutes. Now he's not a Valanchunas, but he is pretty good. And in a plus matchup against Atlanta, he put up 32 fantasy points in just 20 minutes. He's capable. He's capable. The issue is his price has risen a little bit, right? So you're not, like, destroying if he just gets you 20. Like, 20 isn't really going to do it for you if you wanted, uh, you know, a serious high score. But he is in play. I think he's interesting. Um, the other guy who seems to be getting um, some run and some attention is Nerlens. Oh my God, this slate. Nerlens Noel. Um, yeah, he's interesting. 4,200. He's going to be playing 20, 15, 20 minutes behind Dwight Powell um, against a very bad New York Knicks team. This is, cr- I got to stop talking about this. Let's go over to FanDuel and build a lineup. This is depressing. All right. Uh, here is the ultimate stars and scrubs. Okay. The cheapest possible point. I'm going to take the cheapest possible guys at every spot. Um, point guard. Let's go with, um, Tyler Dorsey and I, Nilakina. Can you play Nilakina? No, you can't play Nilakina. He doesn't know how to score. He's too scared to shoot. Uh, he just steals the ball all the time. Um, you can play, I mean, you can definitely play Fred Van Vliet. Um, I guess let's just play Fred Van Vliet. Van Vlieted. Um, 
Okay. Or George Hill. I mean, or Milos. Like, they're three great matchups, three ridiculously cheap point guards. You could play two of them if you wanted. Um, most minutes. Well, let's go to George Hill. Fine. George Hill, two cheap shooting guards. One of them is Kyle Collinsworth. Because I want to be the weird guy who plays Kyle Collinsworth. One like the one time I played Bryn Forbes, it was nice. Um, Luke Kennard is also in play. He's thirty six hundred. As long as there's injuries to that Detroit team, he's going to play thirty minutes. It's not a great matchup against Utah, but he's going to play thirty minutes. Um, but let's go with uh, let's go with Kyle Korver. Although I do love Jordan Clarkson too. I think this is a good spot for Jordan Clarkson. Problem is, if Jordan Clarkson goes off, that's going to really help you know keep lebron off the floor right like because the bench scoring um uh okay so yeah sorry let's go to let's go to corver small forward cheap small forward where are you let's go james ennis he has to play let's go rudy gay he has no sorry rudy gay and Corey brewer okay these are all your and then you go down at the power forward position, maybe a Pascal Siakam and a, you know, maybe a Davis Bertans or a Jeremy Grant. Let's go. Let's let's assume that. Um, let's assume that what's his name is out. Um, Stephen Adams. Um, and then cheap center Jakob. Okay, now, how do I fit in LeBron and? Uh, LeBron and uh, AD. Well, this is how you do it. Boom. I can fit LeBron and AD, and I still have 5K left. I still have 5K left. This lineup is not invalid. Like, it's not crazy. I could even spend up at center position now and add Carl Anthony Towns. Or I can do a little bit more balanced, and I'm going to take Kyle Collinsworth and Jakob Pertl out, and I'm going to go to um, Jonas Valanciunas and um, – oh, man, I thought I was going to have enough for Gary Harris. I did not. So let's go to Brooke Lopez and um, – Gary Harris or KCP doesn't matter. You could go to either one of them. I almost have enough for Nick Batum. Um, I do have enough for Nick Batum if I play Milos Teodosic. Like this is the thing about this slate. This is a viable lineup. This is a viable lineup. It may not be your style, but this is viable. Tyler Dorsey, Milos Teodosic, Nick Batum, Kyle Korver, Corey Brewer, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Jeremy Grant, Brooke Lopez, and it could have been Cat. Right? I could have played Kyle Korn, Collinsworth and Cat. Um, this is a reasonable lineup. Now let's go to the very balanced form of, of a lineup here. I'm going to continue to take Corey Brewer. He's just one of my favorite values in this slate. He's 4,100, 30 minutes. He's trustworthy against a bad Atlanta defense. He's kind of blowout proof. Um, I'm going to take one of these cheap point guards as well. I'm going to take one of the 4,600 guys or 47. I'm going to take the George Hill. Fine. Okay. Now I have 7,300 per man. Um, Let's do Jonas. Let's do Larry Nance. Let's do two of these shooting guards that I like. D-Book, Bradley Beal. I have 6,500 now per man. Uh, small forward, I'm going to go down to Belitsa. And then at 
power forward, my second power forward. I'm going to play Tobias Harris, and then I have another 4,900 for one of these other 4K point guards like a Fred Van Vliet, right? So George Hill, Fred Van Vliet, Devin Booker, Bradley Beal, Corey Brewer, Nemanja Bielitsa, Larry Nance, Tobias Harris, Jonas Valanciunas. This is a balanced lineup that works too. So you have a lot of ways to go, man. This fucking slate. Craziness. Craziness, craziness, craziness. Sorry for the outage of internet. Show is going live now. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.